0: All right, joining me now is Dick Kimmel, who is a singer, songwriter, well-known guy for the bluegrass world, and he is joining me now. I wanted to say he was from New Ulm, but he's from in Hackensack now. Good morning, Dick.
1: Hi. Yeah, we moved north last summer.
0: Oh, so not that long ago, because you, were you mostly a lifelong resident in New Ulm?
1: Well, I moved there, I don't know, in in the 80s. And, oh, you know, okay. felt like a lifelong resident, but I wasn't allowed in the German Day parade because I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I wasn't born in New Orleans.
0: Oh, is that right? So, the, sir, no, they did they allowed you in the parade, didn't they?
1: They didn't allow me in the parade. Oh, I thought no, you were and they, <laughs> they had people walk. Um, I had you know, according, holding the date that their ancestors came to America. My ancestors came from Germany in 1755.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. And you're still doing bluegrass music, even though you're not uh, here in the the Mankato area or New Ulm area anymore. So talk about what you're up to these days.
1: Well, um, I'm playing and Got, got used to having an easier lifestyle during COVID, and um, I have a cabin up here in Cass County, and we were up there so much last summer, we just decided, let's move north. So here you we are. Had a, I had a gentleman that uh, that was interested in our house because his, his grandfather built it, and, and, and so everything transpired very quickly without the need of realtors.
0: So. oh wow that's awesome well now you um are present doing bluegrass have you always been a bluegrass guy dick and how did you get into that genre
1: well um it it actually revolves around the Everly brothers as much as oh. anything they cut they cut an album back in the 50s called songs that our daddy taught us mm-hmm. and um you know our, their fathers. Ike Everly who is a well known Nashville finger picking style guitarist and uh and I um you know, the 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 that one album had a lot of songs that were fit in bluegrass and the folk world. And my brother actually he's my bigger brother, um, had me singing Everly Brothers duets from that album with him and I I learned to play and Saying harmonies and from him.
0: Well, now, did your brother stay in music, or did I? I guess I don't know who he is, so maybe not.
1: Well, it, his name is Charles Kimmel, and he's always played. He lives in Oregon. He, oh. He was a professor at the University of Oregon, and I was I was in biology like him too. I originally came to Minnesota to work with the, the DNR. And I worked at the Medelia Wildlife Research Office. I
0: did not know that was your background. That's really interesting. So how long were you doing the, the DNR stuff then?
1: Um, I worked there 30 years until I retired. And I, I'd always played music in addition to that and um, would enter, entertain a lot of times for um, uh, events for the DNR or the National, Wild Turkey Federation, and, and um, so it, it fit fit very nicely with what I was doing.
0: So, when did you officially? I guess you retired, and when did you officially do music full time? Because I mean, you've done a number of albums and a lot of performances. So, I'm just curious, when did that transition happen? Yeah.
1: Well, I it it, it was night 2010 is what I retired. But I, I had played full-time back in the 70s and ah. had done quite a number of albums, uh, you know, before I moved here. And when I moved here, it was during the 80s when CDs took over. So I recorded CD, started recording CDs right away in the, the, actually the mid-1980s.
0: Had you ever played with either Becky Buller or the uh, some of the other folks in the bluegrass world around here?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's Becky and I have done concerts together. She's played on a two or three of my albums, and a song on her set list currently is one that I wrote.
0: Oh, really?
1: You know, about my life in West Virginia, and we stay in touch. You know, she and I are good friends. I came up here and met her family right away because they're interested in music.
0: And you ever played with Roxy and Gordy Schultz, another bluegrass staple? Oh, yeah.
1: Because
0: I used yeah, to be exactly. in a band with those two, and, and I remember them talking about this young girl they used to play with, Becky Buller, so you must have been a part of that group too.
1: No, um, I actually got that group together. I introduced oh. Gordy and Roxy Schultz to Emery and Linda Buller. Wow. And they started playing, and then when Becky started on violin she said she got good fast and and is now an award winning oh. fiddle player singer songwriter down in in Nashville area
0: Oh yeah she's done some international award winners. she's pretty um, pretty well known and we play her here on the station too we love her as well as as well as your music and you do other uh play with other folks Gerilyn, is it Kel- Kelberg is that did i say that K- right Kelberg
1: Kel- yeah and i she played in my band for about a dozen years and then we we did duets after that. And I I um kind of disbanded uh maybe about five or six years ago and I I've been I was doing duets and then really enjoyed doing solar performances. So that's what I'm doing mostly these days.
0: And so you are going to be here on Saturday as a part of the Bothy Folk Club's presentation. It'll be at 2.30 at the uh, Amy Friends Arts Center. So what can people expect this weekend when when they hear you?
1: Well, um, I've got some new songs that I've written. I've got some old traditional songs. I do stuff from the the 19th century, and uh, the first big hit in country music was released in 1925 a song by vernon dalhart called the Prisoner's song and i usually will do that in a show the old version and then show what happened to it when it hit the bluegrass world
0: oh really that's uh, interesting i hadn't heard that
1: Mm -hmm. It's it's a wonderful song if you have my wild turkey rag cd that's still around. I know sometimes it's hard to keep CDs at the <laughs> station, but that one's got that original version on it.
0: Oh, wonderful. And So talk a little bit about your musical development. I mean, who were your major influences back in the day? You mentioned the Everly Brothers. Were there others in terms of kind of getting into more bluegrass stuff?
1: Oh, certainly. The in uh, the Stanley Brothers and mm-hmm. Bill Monroe, Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. I'm a big fan of the Ralph and Carter Stanley, the Stanley Brothers. And um, there was Len Kalakian used to be sitting right where you're sitting doing a, a radio show. And he's a died in the little Stanley Brothers fan, too. And I would jam with him and the other bluegrass people up here whenever I had an opportunity. It
0: made me chuckle when you said Len Kalakian, because we actually he had a, a house on Lake Washington that we bought, so now we're in his house. So when you mentioned, I'm like, oh, I know who he is. So
1: oh, yeah, I've done many jam sessions in that house.
0: Oh, it's changed a lot since you've been there, but come on back someday and check it out. But yeah, he's uh, he was a lot of lot of great bluegrass musicians down in this area, and so now you are. Have you done any? new albums or anything, or what What are your, your days like, or what are you, you know, producing, just um, performing, or what?
1: I, I did uh, albums up in you know, in the 20-teens. Mm-hmm. I, did, I wanted to do a, a mandolin album, set vocals and mandolin tunes. I think I've got nine mandolin tunes that I wrote, and I did a claw hammer banjo album um, that has some tunes that i wrote and i i enjoy doing that i was i i got a kick out of doing some recording with my son ian kimmel yeah who's now in new york city working at a a nice neat recording studio there and he and i recorded in that studio last september
0: is ian a, a house musician or what is he doing a backup or what does he do these days
1: no, he's he's mainly working for this studio, and mm-hmm. and he he re- recently produced and recorded Mary J. Blige's album. Oh wow! That's just coming out, and and so he's he's not exactly in traditional types of music, but but he's uh you know meeting some and working with some some of the big stars and more modern music now.
0: Well, I happened to see you and Ian, and I think Becky was there at the, the Blue Earth, or not Blue Earth, the um, Brown County Library at one point. You guys did a, a little show together, so I saw Ian play then. Very, very talented young man, as you are. How many instruments do you play, Dick?
1: Um, usually on stage, I'll do Kloheimer banjo, mandolin, and guitar, although um, I, I do most any string instrument. I've got a fiddle next to me in the. Uh, in my music room but i don't i don't i wouldn't play it in polite company (laughs) um and and i even have a trumpet in there that i used to play with groups occasionally although that's not a bluegrass instrument i think the, the last probably on played on stage was herb albert's uh lonely bull we used to do that as a duet with two trumpets
0: Wow, and so how did you get to be so musical? Is are you from a musical family, or, or how did this, this develop?
1: Everybody in my family played, ah. and and my father and older brother were great singers. that could play piano, and my mother taught school and would play piano and leading, you know, the the kids in, in song. But I I just. You know, did a lot of it. By as I said, my middle brother Charles uh, had me playing music with him from the time I was eight years old until he went to college. I'll be darned. Then he left. He left a guitar in his in his bedroom and told me not to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I think that was his invitation to, that I should be touching it, and I did quite often.
0: Oh my goodness! Did you go to school for music at all then?
1: No, but I I taught at college level music courses, so so I took the the uh, different way around there, and and I was jealous as heck when Ian went to two colleges. He went to uh, East Tennessee State University. In Tennessee, that has a bluegrass music program, and then he wanted to go to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, and he finished out his college degree there.
0: Oh wow, that's really that's really um kind of big time for for musicians. Good for him. And now, obviously, he's working for some well-known folks. Anything else you'd like to know? Have people know about you, Dick, and what they can expect when they see you this this weekend?
1: Well, I'm still around. I'm still performing. (laughs) I've got a website. It's DickKimmel.com, and I can usually Google my name and find my recordings. I've got about two dozen recordings that are available right now, ranging from even some cassette tapes I still have on hand, up to CDs and things. I'm not really getting into downloading as much as that. I think I have one of our more recent albums on there as a download uh, for for the different platforms, and that's be where people are going today.
0: Right, that, that that is true because we sometimes do that too when we play some of the music and things too. So I don't know how you do that exactly, but maybe you want to get out there so more people can get the the joy of bluegrass in their their lives.
1: Yeah, there are a number of really good bluegrass festivals around. You know the. Minnesota has a bluegrass association that has a big festival um the second weekend in August and that's generally where I where I tell people to start you know you can always find people that are interested in play you know around it's it's really interesting that bluegrass music is is um a little more basic than you know other types of music they say it's three chords and the truth (laughs) kind of a thing that's going around today and you know i can go to europe virtually any country and, and jam with people that we don't even speak the same language because we know a lot of common songs
0: and you know three chords
1: yeah, that's all you have to know. What are those three I'll, chords? Because I
0: remember when somebody told me, well, well, bluegrass, you just need to know, is it a C, G, and a, a D, or which ones are the three you need to know?
1: Well, it'd be G, C, and D would oh, be the, okay. the common progression. Okay. Well, <laughs> and then you you just slap a capo in the neck when you want to change key and keep playing those chords, but you'll be, you know, in a different key. So well, it's, it's not quite that simple but it is it is where somebody can learn and do that right away and when I moved up here uh and a couple of things I did was start some jam sessions one in Pine River and one in Hackensack and that was as much so I would get people to jam with and get to know them up here as uh help other people get into the music
0: Will you be doing any festivals or things coming up? I mean, I know you're obviously this weekend doing the bothy, but are there other big things on your list that maybe you could let folks know about?
1: Um, not in southern Minnesota so much. I do quite a bit of playing up in northern Minnesota. Oh. Um, my favorite is a Labor Day event for cabin dwellers on. Uh, Cass Lake. There's an island on Cass Lake called Star Island that's so big that that island has a lake in the middle of it and I've done that one for probably this last six years and actually we're flying Ian Kimmel in uh, this, this Labor Day for that
0: that sounds like a, f- a fun time. Well, I am um, sad to hear that you're not in the area anymore, but I sure am glad that you are coming back. And again, uh, Dick Kimmel, we have on the phone. How old are you now, Dick? Can I ask that, or is that not a polite thing to say?
1: Oh, I don't mind at all. I'm 75.
0: Oh, and you are still going strong doing music. You still writing it, too, in addition to playing?
1: Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll do some brand-new stuff when I'm at the at the biopsy.
0: Okay, well, that sounds like a great time. So the Bothy Folk Club this Saturday at 2.30, which is kind of nice because you can get the concert over and then you can drive back and it won't be too dark, hopefully.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. I have a lot of friends down there that want to see me, and I said it kind of depends if something exciting materializes and (laughs) somebody has a couch you know who knows what I'll get back up here.
0: Well very good thank you so much Dick for for your time and chatting with me on the show it's always a delight to have you on and I hope a good crowd comes out to see you and uh, happy picking.